Welcome to the Next Chapter Podcast. Whether you were going from high school to college, from college to the real world, from nine to five to entrepreneur, or literally anything in between, we are here to help you turn the page from dreams to reality. Welcome back to the Next Chapter Podcast, where we help turn the page from dreams to reality. Today, we're going to be doing a discussion. We're going to be looking at the topic of fitness. It's something you're going to hear us preach about a lot. We talk all the time about fitness. All of us got into fitness at a young age at a similar time. So to start us off, what got you guys into fitness? I would say for me, um, just being active at a young age, um, playing sports and doing, knowing that wasn't really like a big future of mine, playing sports at a higher level. So I just tried to figure out something I could get myself into, challenge myself, and then obviously look better as well. You know, I was pretty skinny at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had no really desire for anything else besides looking better because it was when I was 16 I started working out and super skinny and looked up to these people like David Lade and was like it'd be cool to look like them one day so without kind of knowing what the journey would entail you kind of dove right into it head first I remember the first time going to the gym was with you Matt when we went to Planet Fitness together. I, I still remember that day. I still remember that workout. I had no idea what to do in the gym and <laughs> had never worked out in my life, but it was just fun. I remember we would go every, well, it started whenever we couldn't even drive. Yeah. And we would get a ride with someone to the gym and we would work out for however long after the gym. And it was just fun. It was fun to go there and hang out and just lift or learn to lift. And then it became a habit over however many years we did that for throughout the rest of high school. And it, it was just something that we did. And it was a way that we got introduced. And it was a different way that we got introduced to it to just go as kind of friends and figure it out together. Yeah, I think that's what like helped it stick because it mm-hmm. was an enjoyable experience. And mm-hmm. it got to be something that like all of us started doing together. And then like a few other friends would show up at the same time. It just like... A lot of just like socializing, like lifting too, but like people mm-hmm. just, you know, having fun, like just being able to de-stress after school and, you know, do something more enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I never really saw it as like a, um, I never really saw it as, as a chore to go do or something that needed to get done through the day. I just saw it as part of a routine that was fun. Like I can go hang out with the, or I can go to the gym and hang out with my friends, mm-hmm. have fun lift weights, we can challenge each other. And I just saw it as more so of a competition of who can lift the most weight, who can do something the best. So I just thought it was it was cool ever since the beginning. And I think that is really what helped it stick to this day for most of us. Yeah, I agree. So what's the importance of working out and keeping it in your regimen? Definitely overall health is the biggest thing for me. Like being able to wake up every day, not have major health issues, be able to mm-hmm. move your body around freely the way you want to, um, is definitely the biggest thing. And just, it relays into everything, like being able to sleep properly and being able to go walk outside, being able to do your work. It's all like stems from your overall health. Um, so I, I would say that's the biggest thing for me, like <clears throat> training for longevity and trying to be someone that is active, like for their whole life, not just in their twenties and being able to be a healthy person for the long term. Um, definitely a mindset I've been getting into as of recently, not like previously it was just like, I just want to, you know, grow muscle, but more it's now it's more like overall health. Um, 
as well as just like the overall discipline that goes into it, like being able to stay consistent, keep promises to yourself, go in and improve on a daily basis Mm -hmm. is something really important. Focusing on the physicality portion of fitness, I saw something the other day. I don't know if this was the exact metric, but it was something along the lines of for every hour that you work out, you add another day onto your life. And that's what studies have shown in the past is the more you exercise, the more it just benefits your overall health and the longer you're going to live, you increase your lifespan and you reduce all your risk for any sort of cardiovascular disease, obesity, and a ton of other health complications as well. So for anyone that is getting into fitness or is into fitness, it's just good for your health to stay active, to keep your body moving. I know as kids, we were told 60 minutes a day or something, Mm. go outside for 60 minutes a day. But as you become an adult, it's even more important because a lot of the times we're stuck in stagnant jobs where we're sitting at a desk for eight hours a day with little walking, little exercise in between what we're doing. So it's it's more important to keep our body moving the older that we get. Yeah. How about you, Eric? Benefits from fitness. Um, obviously, there's like that endorphin spike that people get, and it makes me more alert. So as opposed to... Like, if I didn't go to the gym a day, I would feel a lot more tired during the day. But if I'm tired and then go to the gym, it wakes me up and then, like, I'm zooted after that. And uh, just overall mood. I heard the other day, too, that there's never been a time where you didn't want to go to the gym and then came out after the gym and then were thankful that you went. Right? Every time we choose to do something hard, like go to the gym whenever we are feeling like a very low point. We always feel super good after it because of the chemicals it releases. So it just puts you in a better mood. And then obviously, like you guys are talking about the health, just overall improvement in your body, your mind, uh, in the long term as well as the short term. Yeah, physicality aside, I think mental is a huge as- mentally is a huge aspect of improvement that you see from going to the gym. Let's talk about some of the mental improvements that we've seen from the gym because it, it is a lot of other benefits just besides physical benefits yeah i think just overall mental clarity is big like it just gives you because i like to work out in the morning at some level whether it's lifting or walking and being able to get active in the morning just sets up my day so much better like i'm more focused more organized um as compared to not working out at all I feel stressed and like on edge, kind of anxious the entire day, um, just because it's a habit that I've formed over the years, but also it's just, it's something that I kind of need um, to get my body and my mind right. So mentally, I mean, it's just like a good de-stressor. Like you're going there, you're there listening to a mu- music or like a book or something, and you're just like in your own zone. Like you're not really talking too much. You're not responding to emails or text messages, or at least you probably shouldn't be. And um, you're just in there working on yourself and just focusing on a simple task of like lifting weights and just trying to simplify your day because we're always like bouncing around doing a million different things at the time just to like kind of like unwind, um, which everybody needs in their life no matter what you're doing. Mm -hmm. There's a popular sound going around right now and maybe one of you guys can tell it better than I can, but it's if I see a man walk into the room who's uh, who's obviously fit, you autom- he, autom- he automatically gets like respect because he's disciplined. He can push through the tough times. Um, he has the capability to do hard things. So there's 
more it, it translate more translates more like you're saying than just what shows off on the outside because there's a lot of internal work that has to go in to be able to drive yourself to the gym do it on the days you don't want to do it and then maintain a shape that less than one percent of the population can have yeah that's true i have heard that sound now that you say it i can't remember exactly what it was but it was something like that but aside from or similar to what you guys are saying one it builds discipline which is huge it makes you do things when you don't want to do things because as fun as the gym is you're going to have times, and I know I've had them for sure, where you just don't want to go to the gym, whether it's weeks you don't want to go to the gym or like a couple months you don't want to go to the gym, but you still have to do it, and it helps build discipline. But also, it helps set you up for long-term goal orientation where you can look at a goal, and just because you're not seeing immediate results from that goal, you don't, you don't quit on it. Because you can go to the gym today and you can go work out 12 hours or 24 hours and that's really not going to change your body all that much. So it's a process that's going to take years and it's going to take a long time for you to actually see the hard work that you've been putting in. And if you're able to sustain the, the tough times where you're not seeing results, it helps develop your mindset to the point of now I can focus more on the long term if I just put in the short term actions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it kind of primes your mind for the fact that putting in the work now will yield results later on and they might not be immediate and they will not be immediate, but it's still important to put in that work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it's all, it's interesting because there's many different goals that go into it. Like someone could be just focused on their cardio, like just staying in shape minorly. It could be someone that's extreme powerlifting, but like everybody gets a similar benefit as far as you're working towards a goal and you have to work at it almost every single day to get there and be very mindful of like the time that you spend in the gym, but also outside of the gym. How are you sleeping? How are you recovering? How are you fueling your body? Um, there's a lot that goes into it that helps you get to the goals. Um, it's very applicable to different aspects of life. Just making sure that you're focused on the goal at hand, but also making sure that your body and your mind are right for the times that you actually have to put the work in. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's switch it up then. Aside from, or there's many different aspects of fitness. What do you guys like to do? What's your preferred method of fitness? I was just going to say something along the lines of like, there's, I've had so many transformations in fitness and like things that I've geared my body towards. So at first, when I first started doing the gym is very circuit based workouts. So it was like quick hit training, um, because all I cared about was like abs, to be honest. And it was like super high intensity, fast twitched muscles. But then uh, after a while of like just doing hypertrophy training, it transitioned to powerlifting, which I will not lie. I think that was the most fun I've ever had in the gym. And that was a fun time. I, I think the reason behind that was all of us did it together, really. Mm-hmm. Um, one summer we came back from college and we all just powerlifted together. Who started that trend? I think it was me, to be honest. I think it was. I don't know. But it was so cool because at the gym we were going to, it was like a commercial LA fitness turned into a powerlifting gym. Mm-hmm. And it was so cool because like Dimitri had a lot of videos that were going viral at the time where it was like when the whole gym comes to watch you. Mm-hmm. And, and it was just like such a cool environment. And I also had a lot of fun after it whenever I was training for the Spartan race. Whenever I started doing like functional training, like running, I never ran in my life. I was, I was just, at the time, it was just powerlifting. So I was focused on 
keeping that body weight on me, um, focusing on compound movements and then like accessories here and there, but never any cardio. But whenever I started training cardio, I had a lot of fun with it. It seemed like whenever it was like a switch of pace, whenever I was focusing on a new goal was the time I was having the most fun. Yeah. Mr. Yeah. Matt from the bodybuilding or from you've done, you, you predominantly focus now on bodybuilding, but you've done powerlifting meets in the past. Mm-hmm. So what do you, what's your preferred method of fitness? Um, I don't know. I don't know what, what to define what I'm doing right now. Um, lifting weights and I do, I haven't ran in a, in a cool minute, but I do enjoy running too, just cause I like the benefits of it. And, um, it's a very unique challenge that you really can't get elsewhere. So I do like that aspect of fitness as well. Um, but just trying to stay overall healthy is the biggest thing. Um, and improve my strength overall, obviously with lifting like that, it's going to come with like some muscle gain. So that's always good to see, but just staying in a good physique is my main goal. Just feeling healthy, uh, whatever feels comfortable. And I don't know. I've tried many different things. Uh, at first it was just like, I want to get as big as possible. And then I was like, I'm going to try Spartan races. And then I, when you guys got into the powerlifting, I tried it out and I was like, okay, I like I'm kind of decent at this. So I like went full in about a year, a little less than a year. Um, and I was like, I'm just going to compete and see what I can do. Uh, which was a lot of fun because mm-hmm. it was really the first time it was like lifting for like a sport in a sense of like, the numbers actually matter. It's not like you're just mm-hmm. going into the gym and like Facts. trying to figure it out. Like your training sessions were very meaningful. It was all for like a, a day, like a competition, um, a performance, if you will. And after that, it was just like, all right, figure out like what's the next step. So it's all pretty cool. I've been all over the place, but um, I kind of like to just draw inspiration from other people and just see like what challenges I want to do. Like we did like that, the David Goggins running challenge, Spartan races, um, trying to think what else but like different things that i like try to challenge myself like a big event like i love putting like an event on the calendar then i'll mm-hmm. kind of frame my fitness around that to see what would give me the best results for it mm-hmm. yeah similar to you guys i've tried many different things but one thing that i've done that you guys haven't done is body weight training specifically and honest honestly i think that was the most fun i've ever had with training as well that was it's interesting to see how light your body can get whenever you're only working with body weight stuff. I got so close to being able to do a one-arm pull-up, and that would have been the great one of the greatest accomplishments of my life because how many people can say they can do like a true one-arm mm-hmm. pull-up? But I did that for probably a year or two, but that was the most fun that I've ever had with training because it was so interesting. But besides that, what I wanted to say is there's so many different forms of training that you can do. And there's so many things available to people that you can get into. What would you recommend for someone who's not into fitness yet, but looking to start somewhere? Hmm. I know it's very common to, for a lot of bigger people to get into powerlifting type things because they already got the weight on them. But I would say it's very important to master your or not even master, but to be able to control your own weight before you should add weight on top of what you're doing. So if you can't do a push-up, do knee push-ups. Um, and then when you get to push-ups and push-ups are easy, then maybe go into weights. But if you're trying to force yourself to go from zero to, let's just say, 100, you're setting yourself up to fail. And I think that's a reason why people don't gradually go into it 
and it kind of like shocks them. Even if they throw on like, let's just say like they're bigger and they throw, put 10 pound dumbbells in their hand, it, it's not going to do much for them. But then if they go excessively, it's going to be like shocking to them. Mm-hmm. So get used to your weight first, no matter what weight you are, honestly, before you go to hypertrophy training or anything else. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think you have to be functional first, like learn how to do a pull-up, learn how to do push-ups, learn how to do body weight squats, because to someone that hasn't really stepped into fitness, these are all unknown things to people that mm-hmm. you don't do on a daily basis. Like nobody just randomly does a pull-up mm-hmm. for like fun or for work. Like it's just not, it doesn't exist. So learning how to control your own body is I think this first step, super important, just understanding who you are, like what weak points, what strengths you have. Um, and I think today's day and age, people overcomp- overcomplicate things a lot. Like I'm someone, I prefer to go to a gym, like the nicer the gym it is, like the more fun I have. But at the same time, if you give me a pull-up bar, I can do an hour long workout because I can do pull-ups, push-ups, sit-ups, squats, planks, run, and like get a full workout in, full body. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> most people think you need like the state-of-the-art equipment, you need the cold plunge, you need everything that goes with it. It's not necessarily true. You can get just as good results at home if you really have the the drive, but most people don't have that. So I would say start basic, um, move your body around. And then after that, just find what is fun to you is the first thing. Like there's people out there that run marathons. Like I hate running, but like, it's just what they do. Like Mm -hmm. that's fine. They're experienced. If you hate running, you probably shouldn't start with running. You should start with like Maybe yoga is fun to you. Maybe it's lifting. Maybe it's just walking. Like find something that you enjoy. And then once you get into that mindset of like, I'm getting better and I enjoy this. Now you can say, oh, I'm walking every day. My neighbor's running. Maybe I should start to run a mile and then walk the rest and then see where you can go from there. The biggest thing I think is to find something that's enjoyable. Because for a lot of people who just get into the gym or struggle to stay consistent in the gym, they do stuff and they hate it they're they dread every back day they dread every leg day and they're like okay i'm gonna just skip it today and that's when it becomes a problem because you don't want to do it so it's hard for you to take that first step to even get in the gym or get to your get to the initiation of your workout so if you're able to do something that makes it fun like how we started working out with as a group of friends who went to the gym and just challenged each Mm -hmm. other if you're able to find some enjoyment and some pleasure in it, it's going to make it much more sustainable and a lot more longevity in your fitness career. Yeah. I think you should also just be grateful for what you can do as well. Mm-hmm. Like it's a culture we live in now that a lot of people want to be the best at something. They see someone else doing 10 pull-ups, but you can only do eight. You feel bad about yourself. Well, be grateful that you can even move your body around. Like mm-hmm. there's so many people that walk into a gym and they're like, oh, it's leg day today, it's going to suck. And like they try to over glorify like how tough their workouts are, which is fine. Like it's great to challenge yourself, but also just be grateful. Like you can squat that much weight. You can move your body and do a wall sit or walk on the treadmill. Like you should be grateful for the machine that our body is. And I think the more you appreciate it, the more you know what you can do and the more mm-hmm. you can appreciate what the opportunities are out there are. Um, because if you just look at it as like, I'm just trying to get big, you're going to destroy your body you're not going to recover properly and you're not going to have a lot of fun with it but if you can just get in tune with your your mind your muscles it's going to be so much more enjoyable and so much more progress being grateful for what you have is such a big thing the other day i was at the gym and i was sitting in my car turning off my i was turning off my car and about to throw in my um airpods and i look at my rearview mirror as i'm about to get out the car and it's my leg day i'm like 
don't want to do legs right now. I really don't want to do legs. And I just see someone working actually at Home Depot. He came out in a wheelchair and he had no legs. And I was like, I'm over here complaining about mm-hmm. I have to go do leg day. I'm so privileged to have legs to walk. Yeah. And this dude doesn't even have legs. Like that's, I was just, I felt, I felt like, I was like, what am I doing? Like, I'm so ungrateful. Like, I'm lucky. I'm privileged that I get to go to the gym right now and struggle through a leg day. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I got to stop complaining about this stuff. And if you're grateful for what you have, then it'll also make it more enjoyable to, to go work out and try to get better. Yeah. Yeah. I've also heard, like, don't talk about it as an obligation. Talk about it as a, like, a chance. So like instead of saying like I have to do it, I get to do it. Mm-hmm. Like I have to go to work, I get to go to work, because when you look in the grand scheme of things, if you're born in America, you're already lucky. Uh, if you have a house over your head, you're beating like a lot of the people in the world. If you have constant food and water, if you have a job, there's a lot of things to be grateful for. What would you what would your advice be to someone who? they don't want to work out like they're walking into the gym and they're just feeling down that day. How can you still have an effective workout? I don't think you have to have an effective workout to be honest, because I've had those days where I don't want to go into the gym and whatever, but I go to the gym anyway. And I really think it's more so about building that identity and building a person that you can rely on yourself to be because you're not going to have a good workout every day. Sometimes it's going to be terrible. And mm-hmm. when I went in the morning, the truth was like, there was probably half of the days where I could have done so much more. But what mattered is that what mattered was the fact that I got in there and I got to work no matter how I felt. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing too, is just because as Eric said, not every day is going to be your best day. You're not going to perform 100% every single day. But as long as you're able to get what you need to do done, I think that's what counts. Matt, you said it to me at one point. What was the quote about don't go 100%? Uh, I think you're referring to it's not about doing your best. It's about doing what's required. Exactly. Yeah. It's not about doing your best. It's about what's doing. It's about doing what's required. And sometimes you're not going to have or you're not going to want to push yourself to your limits and your capabilities but as long as you do what's required, if you get it off your checklist and you and you do even the bare minimum sometimes, that's still progress. And that's mm-hmm. all that matters. Yeah. But also realizing that if you do the bare minimum, you're going to get bare minimum results. So it's also important to remember that if you want to be the 1%, then go to the gym when you don't feel like it. But if you want to be the 1% of the 1% and be great, Go to the gym and have a great workout. Mm-hmm. Do whatever you can to push yourself until you're tired, until you don't want to go anymore. Yeah. Yeah. There's a phrase that the, the SEALs say a lot called full benefit. And whenever something goes wrong in a mission or training, they'll look at each other and just say full benefit to remind themselves that even though the circumstances aren't great right now, we're getting the full benefit out of this because it's not great. Now we have extra knowledge, extra muscle to grow from this Mm. and i think it's it applies here perfectly because if you walk into the gym and you don't feel good and you're just going to mosey on around you're on your phone too much and you're just instead of doing a leg day of squats and rdls and all the stuff you're just going to sit on the calf machine and do calf raises and then like leg extensions be like all right that's good enough it's really not like i get it you're getting in there and you're doing something you're moving your body but you know to get the full benefit 
it's walking in and going to the squat rack and like trying, even if it's just the bar, like challenging yourself. And once you get one set of squat in, like to warm up, you can be like, mm-hmm. all right, I feel good. I can put a little bit of weight on. And then you can see, and now you're getting to that mood of like, at least this is me personally speaking. Like I now get into a mode of, I feel better. I can start doing a little bit more and a little bit more like this morning. I wasn't in the best mood to go work out. I walked into the gym and I was like, I'm going to warm up on the assault bike, which I think sucks. Mm-hmm. And like, I hate that doing that thing, suck. but I was like, I'm just going to do a mile as fast as I can. And then I was like, so gassed after that. And I like go to do pull-ups for my first set. I could barely get five. Cause I was just so tired. I was like, all right, take a deep breath, settle down for a little bit, go back at it. Got 10. Like I was like, okay, I can have a great workout now because I already started with something hard. If you just go in and you're like trying to warm yourself up and ease into it, obviously be smart. But I think I'm a big believer of like doing something hard first and then now you're going to see what's possible with your workout. For sure. So in this whole genre of health, you have fitness, but then what I've also realized recently is what happens in the kitchen is more important than what happens inside the gym because yes, you can build yourself in the kitchen or in the gym, but you'll really sculpt yourself in the kitchen, right? So how important is diet and eliminating whether it's processed foods, bad foods, junk food, anything from your diet? Yeah. So if you just want to be overall healthy, it's super important for anyone, no matter what your fitness goal is. You'll see a lot of people out there that are specifically powerlifters, um, they'll mm-hmm. go out there and they'll eat a ton of food, especially like sugary foods because they're trying to get as many carbs in as possible. It's common. It's not the best thing for you. Like you will get better short-term results because you're getting your body what it needs right away. But the long-term results, I mean, obviously you don't want that much sugar in you. Um, so I think overall long-term, like everybody needs to be healthier. There's a quote I heard once that was like, what you do in the gym will affect how you, um, what number you see on the scale, but what you eat in the kitchen, how much protein you have will affect what you look like in the mirror. Mm -hmm. I like that so much because Mm -hmm. you can do all the work in the gym, but if your diet's not in check, then you're not going to look good. And that's Mm -hmm. what most people do it for. They want, and that's completely fine. It's a great goal to have to be confident in yourself and like have people respect you for that. Um, but if you're not getting adequate nutrients in, um, you know, the three macronutrients of fats, carbs, and protein, Protein is going to drive a lot of things, a lot of the processes in your body. And what most people don't understand is like, we all need protein, no matter what your goal is. Everybody thinks of protein as like the bodybuilder, because that's how it's advertised. Uh The protein powder is some jack do is probably on steroids, like Mm -hmm. drink this and you'll look like me. And for a mom that wants to like go on the elliptical, they're like, I don't need that. Like I talked Uh to my mom about protein. She's like, why is it important? I was like, I have to break it down, you know? And sometimes I'm like, I need to research it more because like it's just stigmatized as like growing muscle. Mm -hmm. But, you know, protein is essential for so many body processes. Um, Even for someone that wants to lose weight, you need to increase your protein. Eating protein, digesting it burns way more calories than any other micronutrient. If you're eating like fats, I think it's only like 10% of it is digested um, as far as like burning calories. Um, I I probably didn't make sense by saying that, but it's... um, it's much easier for your body to just put down carbs and fats. When you eat protein, you have to take more energy to digest it. You're actually burning calories while you eat and building more protein or building more muscle in your body is going to have you burn calories at a resting state. So it's all, it all encompassing benefits, but it's just crucial for you to 
master those macronutrients before anything else. I think that's a really big stigma around the gym and the fitness area, the fitness sector in general is eating a lot of protein is going to make you big and so is lifting heavy. And I always say to people, man, if that was the case, I would have been big four years ago. <laughs> but that's that's obviously not the case. And I, I wish it worked like that, but it doesn't. And I don't think people realize how important proper nutrition is when going into the gym because you really can't ever outwork a bad diet. No matter how bad you eat, you can go eat McDonald's every single day and you can lift every single day, but your lifts are going to be probably lower quality mm -hmm. and the way you look is going to be it's going to be reflected in your diet yeah the stigma is something i kind of want to touch on because maybe we have like a younger listener here and i remember when i was in middle school high school i did not want to lift weights because i didn't want to be considered a meathead and I remember that term I always use because I had one friend, we all had the same friend, mm -hmm. who was considered a meathead. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And kind of that stigma was interesting looking back on it because everyone who was small or who didn't work out placed that label on that one person who did lift weights just because it was different and going against what everyone else was doing, to be honest. Mm -hmm. And it's super interesting because the fact that I used to call someone a meathead and think it was so bad for you because I was a sheep and I was following everyone else just showed me that I had my ways of, of uh, being so in, ingrained into society and the status quo as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, good. it's a good point. I think the only thing I would tell myself at a younger age, um, in high school or middle school even, was to start earlier. To be honest, for sure. Yeah. Um, for sure. I mean, even if you you look into research right now, people are just like, if you squat before the age of X Y Z, it'll impact your height and stuff. Like, I'm not sure all the facts behind that, but like, even a level of like cardio, a little bit of lightweight training, um, eating healthier at a younger age, it just sets you up for so many more benefits down the road. So, mm -hmm. it's never too early to get into it. It's never too late to get into it as well, and it's a long process. Like for me, like I started lifting, I think when I was like 130 pounds or something, like I was very, very skinny. And now I'm like walking around 170 comfortably over eight years. I mean, yeah, I wasn't trying to gain weight the entire time and go like crazy with it. But over eight years, I gained 40 pounds, like naturally, um, of muscle and some other, like no fat come along with it. But it's not like I just overnight, like look completely different. Mm -hmm. And I don't look like someone that's just like using steroids right now, like an actual meathead. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's a long process. Um, it takes a while for you to actually get like crazy results. Mm -hmm. It takes so long. I think when I started, I was probably just about 110 pounds. I was 96. Okay. Maybe I've, I've always been lighter than yeah, you. you so, lighter. so, so I was probably 90 pounds then I'm sitting at probably like 155 right now ish. But my very first memory in the gym was in 10th grade whenever they made us do a lifting class. You guys remember that? Mm -hmm. Whenever we did a lifting class. Mr. Meathead was my partner. Oh, was he really? <laughs> mm -hmm. I, I remember we had the bench and I was like, yeah, throw the 25s on. I could do that. 95 pounds. Throw it on. Bro, go straight to my chest. Mm -hmm. Boom. Crushed. I couldn't even do the bar at the yep, time. Yep, yep. So then I had, to, I had to move down. I was like, all right, let me just warm up with the bar. I go to bench the bar. I couldn't bench the bar. Mm -hmm. And I was like. First of all, that was the most embarrassing thing ever because the girls were in there benching the bar. <laughs> and it was just like, 
Like that's crazy. I couldn't I couldn't bench 45 pounds. I couldn't bench the bar. And we all start somewhere. And I'm sure a lot of people have those experiences or even frightened to have those experiences because it is embarrassing. I'll admit that was that was embarrassing, but you get over it and you progress and it is a long journey and it's not going to happen overnight. It's going to take a lot of work to get to where you want to go, but any stigma about being a meathead or trying to get into the gym, it's all for self-improvement and that's all we focus on this podcast is better yourselves in all aspects. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think the earlier that you learn to not care about that stigma, the better off you'll be when you go to start your own business or when you go left when other people are going right. It'll just help when you make your decisions so you aren't a sheep following the that uh, person right in front of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it goes a lot deeper than just like looking good physically mm-hmm. um, as far as the... Um, nutrition aspect goes um, there's so many things that people can start correcting today that can make them so much better um, in the kitchen just first off just getting rid of seed oils i think just look at the research of it um, it's one of the leading causes of obesity in our country um, of getting rid of the sunflower oil canola vet, all the vegetable oil stuff like that like getting to more olive oils avocado oils is going to be so much healthier for you um, getting rid of refined sugars terrible for you. I mean, I know we talked about this podcast before, but it's crazy the amount of sugar that people put in foods to make it taste better. Um, the effects that it has on you is terrible. You would never just take a spoonful of sugar and put in your mouth, but that's what we're doing on a daily basis. Um, mm-hmm. Honestly, cups of sugar when, you know, if that, besides nutrition, I mean, those are the staples right there. Um, alcohol, a lot of people around our age, you know, consume alcohol on a uh, daily, weekly basis. And it has its time and place. Uh, I think we're trying, we're starting to see such negative things about alcohol mm-hmm. and what it's doing to our body, our minds as well. Mm-hmm. And I heard something pretty powerful the other day. It was like alcohol itself, the compound, like kills things, right? Like yep. if you have a cut, like you put it on to kill the bacteria, mm-hmm. that's what you're doing to your gut. Like there's so much bacteria, good bacteria in your gut that fights infections and does all this good stuff for you, digest food. And you're killing it by ingesting alcohol. Um, and that's not really the best thing for your body, right? If you just look Definitely at, at that. So um, alcohol, I mean, it's, it's obviously going to add weight to you. People talk about the freshman 15 in college. So mm-hmm. I would say for anyone that's looking to up their game in the kitchen, definitely track your food first. Um, just see what you're consuming. You don't have to do it every day, but see how much protein you're getting in. The general rule of thumb is one gram per goal body weight. So if you're 170 pounds, you want to start working out and get to up to 185, eat 185 grams of protein every day. I would imagine you're probably at like 130 right now and you mm-hmm. need a lot more. Um, mm-hmm. So find ways to get that in, but eliminate the seed oils, limit as much refined sugar as possible and cut down on as much alcohol. If you're an avid drinker, reduce by one drink. If you don't drink very frequently, start p- telling people you don't drink and see how that can change your life. Great tips there. Thank you. Very good. Yeah. And then I guess one of the last things that I wanted to touch on was body dysmorphia such a such a big thing and uh i just want to know what you guys have to say because we have body dysmorphia everyone has body dysmorphia to some extent whether it's my arms don't look as big or i wish my calves were a little bit bigger you look at yourself differently than how other people will view you and what what can we say to help these people out who 
whether they are bigger or they are super skinny or they're just right in the middle. Well, you're always going to be your biggest critic for sure. Yeah. Um, so understand that's the first step. Like if you point out one muscle group that's lacking, you're the one that notices, not other people, unless mm-hmm. it's like alarming. But if it is alarming, you're probably just overall not very big. Like if you're just like a skinny dude, probably people are going to notice you're skinny. But if you just have like a great upper body, decent legs and like terrible calves, people don't really notice that um, just to be real. So unless you're like really into fitness, but people are just like, oh, you know, whatever, he's not very proportionate. Um, so I think understand you're always your biggest critic. You're always going to be looking at yourself the most. So mm-hmm. people aren't always looking at you like that. It gives you kind of a sense of relief that it doesn't really matter too much. Um, but besides that, like frequency is the biggest thing. If you want to actually be proportionate and get rid of body dysmorphia, dysmorphia, add an extra training day or change one of training days. Let's, let's say you have a great chest, but a terrible back. Maybe you're training chest two times a week, cut down to one time a week train back a little bit more intensely. Um, see what you can do to improve your recovery after back days to help your muscles recover better. I think that's the biggest thing. Just try to level yourself out. That's what I used to do. Like my shoulders were lacking. So I had an extra shoulder day. Um, same thing with any other muscle group. So there's ways around it. And, um, yeah, that's about what all I got for body dysmorphia. I think it's so interesting because you'll see bodybuilders that'll be in the gym and they just look jacked. Like you, they look like one ball of pure muscle, and they'll be like, huh, it looks small right now, I need a pump. And it just shows that no matter how skinny, how big you are, realistically, like everyone deals with this because you see yourself every single day. So when you're changing, it doesn't seem like all that much. So when you still look in the mirror, you still see where you started. Whether you started out really high at a really high weight or really low and really skinny, you still see that big person or that really skinny person who has just slowly changed. Maybe you look better, but you still see, ha, I'm still skinny here. I'm still fat here. And I think that's what a lot of people see when they look in the mirror and it even affects the giant bodybuilders who you would look like and think that's my dream physique. Mm -hmm. One thing that's very difficult too is when you get to like your peak state of physically, like your physique, um, and then you get away from that because it's not always sustainable for a long term. Yep. People like get really down on themselves that they don't always look the best that they used to. That's um, true. That's a struggle that everybody's had to some extent because there's always, if you look back, you've probably looked better than you currently do at some point in your life. Mm-hmm. And like for me, for me, the, the biggest thing for me that I can point out is like the veins. When I get yep. like more vascular and like shed the body fat, um, like I can see more veins, in my shoulder, lower abs. And then like, once I get away from that specific diet or I train less, those go away naturally. Cause I'm not working as hard. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, shit, where they go. And I start feeling bad about myself and like, yep. you know, how can I get it back? Um, so that's a struggle for sure. That is all. Yeah, definitely a big struggle. I didn't even think about that, but that's definitely mm-hmm. under the umbrella term of body dysmorphia. Yeah. Um, I think Alphalete Christian Guzman has like probably the best saying for this proud, but never satisfied. Like you're proud of what you have, but you're never going to be content with what you have. It's always going to be, I need more. I need more. I remember specifically talking about powerlifting. Whenever I hit two, three, four, two plates on bench, three plates on squat, four plates on deadlift, I would be happy. Well, that time came around, but I was super unhappy because all I hit was three plates with my squat and that was it. Mm -hmm. My squat would not go up anymore. So it was like, okay, now I need to chase this. Okay, my deadlift is good. Now I need to make it better, right? So it's just that process of always wanting more. So you have to realize that 
things will get better with time as long as you're consistent with them. So extend the timeline. Muscles mature, and it's absolutely crazy to realize because when I was 16 years old, when I was training in the gym, why are my arms not growing? I'm training my arms every other day. I literally did it for a summer, training my arms every other day, and they're still so small. And to this point, like, I don't train arms as near as much as I used to, but they've gotten bigger. And I realize muscle maturity is a thing. The older you get, the more developed your muscles will be willing to grow. Um, so it's just kind of trusting the process that you will get bigger as long as you put in the work. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. Is there anything else that we want to touch upon for this topic? Yeah. What's one thing you guys would give if someone wants to get more involved in fitness? What's the one thing you would tell them to start doing now? Mm. Could be in the gym or in the kitchen. I would say try new things and don't be scared of what others think. I think there's a big stigma around the gym community, especially of them being really hateful. You go into the gym and you feel like you're going to be judged, especially if you're new. But I feel like that's the complete opposite of what the actual people who really like the gym community are, who are representative of what type of people are there. They're all very supportive. Even the biggest, scariest dude with all the tattoos who's 300 pounds, pure muscle, benching 500. That's usually one of the nicest dudes in the gym. Mm -hmm. You go up to him, he'll be very willing to talk to you, very willing to help. A lot of people are very nice and very willing to help you and not judgmental. If you go into the gym, almost everybody in there is focused on themselves and doesn't have time to focus on you. So I think if you're just willing to try new things, learn and get more involved that's a great first step in your journey yeah that's good. i think the a good first step for someone who's never been in a gym before would be something super small like 10 push-ups a day because if you can't even commit yourself to 10 push-ups a day uh you're not going to be able to commit yourself to benching or something like that so i would say force yourself to drive to the gym and do at least 10 push-ups a day because if you go to the gym first of all if you go to the gym you're not going to only do 10 push-ups you're going to do 10 push-ups and then you're going to do a chest exercise you're at least going to do one other thing because you get there and you're going to realize i can do more than just this but i would challenge someone to go to their nearest gym maybe sign up for a free week pass because they give them out and for a week straight just try to be consistent with 10 push-ups a day or 10 squats a day, 10 pull-ups a day, whatever it is, 10 mm-hmm. of something a day. I like that. It's really good. Yeah, and just being able to get the biggest bang for your buck is the biggest thing, like going mm-hmm. to the gym. Like the gym for us is what, like 10, 15 minutes away. So yeah. mm-hmm. if you go all the way out there, that's 20, 30 minutes round trip. Like you better spend more than 30 minutes there mm-hmm. to get like something worth it. So that's good. I got... I can't really go down to the one. I'll give three real quick. Um, my first it. one is going to be my biggest advice for anyone, no matter what your goal is, is just walk outside. Mm-hmm. Um, I was mm-hmm. never someone that really enjoyed walking. And well, because I never did it. And then about a year and a half ago, I started walking every single day, uh, maybe two years ago. And it was amazing. Just like it's low intensity. You, any, anybody can do it, no matter what condition you are. Even if your like, ankle hurts a little bit, you can still walk outside. Mm-hmm. Um you get great cardiovascular endurance from it. Um, 
it's low intensity, so you're burning fat. And if you do it in the sunlight, you're getting vitamin D. Over half the population in the world is deficient in vitamin D. Um, it's super crucial to have for a lot of your body processes, your energy, your health. Um, and one little tip is you absorb a lot of it through your eyes. So I started wearing, so I used to wear sunglasses every single day. Um, now I barely ever wear them because I want to get as much vitamin D as possible. And a lot of it is through the eyes. So just a pro tip as well. So outdoor walk, um, another one is getting cold. Um, whether it's mm -hmm. a cold shower, ice bath, cold plunge. Um, I've done cold showers and ice baths before I've the two days ago was the first day I did a um cold plunge like legit like cold plunge with the the huge tub and everything and out of my entire like fitness career and stuff it was the most humbling thing ever like i get in like my heart felt like it stopped i'm just like freaking out like trying to catch my breath i like i'm watching the clock it's 30 seconds i'm just like i need to get out of this i lasted a minute and a half and like there's people out there that do like 10 minutes a day um it was pretty humbling like good results um it definitely felt good after but like it's a challenge um, so something I want to definitely continue. And then my third one would be to do less, um, very counterintuitive. This is something that took me a long time to learn because I wanted to, I used to work out twice a day for like six months straight mm -hmm. and doing less has honestly gotten me better results. Mm -hmm. Um, whether it's less exercise in the gym or less training days per week, um, your body needs rest and you can only break down a muscle so many times you can't go to the gym and do 10 different chest exercises, four sets each and expect better results than someone that does three chest exercises. Because after that, like you can't tear anything else apart. Like you're already depleted of everything. So, mm -hmm. um, just focus on recovery more than anything. It would be my last thing. Yeah. Sometimes less is more very counterintuitive to what a lot of people might think. Yeah. But yeah, that's very true. Well, that's going to be it for this episode, guys, as you guys know, fitness, and we're going to continue to mention it on every podcast going forward fitness is a huge part of all of our lives it's actually one of the first things that brought us all together and it's a staple and it's quintessential in our lives now and we would recommend for anybody that it would be a part of your life too it's going to help you live longer it's going to provide numerous health benefits that are going to be literally life-changing to almost everybody so other than that thank you guys for tuning in to this episode Stay fit, and we'll catch you on the next one. Peace.